Welcome to Fit Chicks Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educating and empowering women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, wellness, mindset, and a whole lot more. Today's episode is brought to you by Fit Chicks Academy, where we help heart-centered women just like you who love health and fitness get certified as fitness, nutrition, and health coaches and build amazing businesses. So if you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for our upcoming Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Expert Certification Program. To download the brochure today, head over to fitchicksacademy.com forward slash H-W-L-E brochure to learn more. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. I'm Amanda Quinn. And today we're going to have a very awesome and a very important discussion that we're really excited about. So as we all know, right now in the world, there are some very much needed conversations that are happening in pretty much every single business, every community, and every household around the topics of racism, inequality, and diversity. Mm-hmm. So we've been having these conversations a lot internally at Fitchix Academy, and especially around how can we, as the fitness industry, make sure that we're moving forward and creating more diversity and inclusion in our fitness programs, with our instructors, for our clients. So this is something that we're working on internally to be able to create some more resources in our academy. But we're really excited because we also have the opportunity to bring on one of our own, our fitness and nutrition experts, Melissa Duhaney, who's also a track athlete and a mentor with the 100 Strong and Sexy with Julie Black to not only share her story, but really join in this conversation with us. So welcome, Melissa. Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's nice to be here. Thank you so much. Thank we're you. So, we're so grateful to have you. You know, I know that, uh, Melissa, you and I spoke about a week ago or so when we were chatting, you were sharing with me a little bit more of your backstory about you being a track athlete and sort of what yeah. that felt like to you and how being... Um, being in this industry as a whole has sort of affected you. So I know that you and I have had that conversation, but I thought it was a really interesting conversation. Would you be able to share with our listeners right now sort of a little bit more about your history as an athlete, as well as how that has shaped you as an individual and a coach? Absolutely. Um, Fitness has always been a part of my life. Always. Um, I can remember as far back that my memory can take me. Uh, My dad uh, was an active soccer player and I would be that kid on the field, you know, running around with all of them, with all the players um, doing their warmups. It's been something that for myself, it's brought about such a great independence. Um, it gives me, it's almost like a meditation. Fitness has become a lifestyle and so much to the point where, especially in, you know, based on the topics that we're speaking about today, um, mental health is, you know, a big factor um, currently. And it's always been, but it's so much more present um, vocally um, in the, you know, social media. So for myself, I will say that, you know, I have this saying that I always um, tell myself and I share it with friends. You know, it's not just about looking good. It's about being good. So, you know, track has always been a way that I set myself free. Um, You know, if I can say that, you know, once that gun goes off, it's you. It's you and the wind. 
And, you know, in regards to helping people, uh, I will say that, you know, the injustice that I have been thinking about over my years as a track athlete, um, a lot of them tailored to, um, you know, things that right now I will say that I was probably numb to at the time, but as I revisit it over the last few months and weeks, especially, um, you know, I think back to times where, you know, we, we, I was a part of a competitive um, track, uh, track team, uh, long jump. Um, and we would always have such scrutiny on us um, based on our times. You know, the, you know, when we talk about the linesmen, uh, you know, that everyone who checks the time, you know, there's nothing worse than training, dedicating your time and finishing your race. And almost at the end of every race, you being told, oh, you know what, your, your run has to be reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be scrutiny on the field when we arrive. You know, I will say my track team was all black. Uh, you know, so when five or six of us would, you know, roll in to this open sports field, eyes are on you, especially when the referees or, you know, the opponents that are there see you coming in with all your gear and we would be checked. They would actually make sure, and I didn't see it happening for a lot of people, they would make sure our cleats were the correct brand, uh, you know, the uh, the the needle on the bottom that we were following all the guidelines and it was just so out of character it was so out of place and my coach did a really good job of you know securely doing that you know we were you know I was younger but when I think back and I was like these are things that can really affect an athlete mentally to be um, scrutinized and be led to believe that you are cheating that you're you know doing something wrong and for myself, one big thing that I've always uh, recognized in the sports world, especially what I see right now, is that a lot of people are, they love to cheer us on. They love to be a fan and cheer you when the game is on. But when the game is turned off and you know we're actually looking for support on the streets to, you know, to look at us as people, that's a different story. The support may not always be there. We're not being looked at as people. We're being looked at as though, you know, um, we are simply, um, you know, just our abilities are being looked at and nothing else. And that's always been something that I've seen in, um, in my athlete history. Um, our athleticism is always being observed first before who we are. And it's always bothered me. Um, I remember I went to Nova Scotia. So, you know, you're traveling on the road with your team. You guys are really, you know, competitive. And our coach would tell us, when you guys travel, you know, make sure you're always in your group. Like, you're in a strange place, a place where there's not many Black um, residents travel together. And you're just thinking, well, of course we're going to travel together. We're like best friends. We go everywhere together. We basically live and, you know, call each other family, but that would happen. And you would feel scared. Like you, you, we didn't even want to leave the hotels and we didn't want to leave and go much places because again, when the game is off, we're being looked at as different 
And all of a sudden, like who we really are, it doesn't matter. So track has really allowed me to travel and to see a lot and to listen and just observe just the structure of sports as a whole that, um, you know, we are almost, um, what would be the word? Um, we're under this, you know, systematic, um, you know, structure that is, you know, full of referees that are white, referees that um, don't necessarily support us. And, you know, that goes from the top, you know, of the, as we're seeing the NFL to, um, you know, the, the titles and the people that actually hold the power is not the athletes. It's not us at all. And, um, yeah, it's it, it just really unsettling to, to look back and to see today that that's actually still happening. You know, Colin Kaepernick, like, these are things that are still happening today that athletes, Black athletes, are not being looked at the way that they should be. They're not being recognized as the people that they should be off the field. <laughs> off the field. So now... So now that seeing where you are now, are you still involved in track? I'm not. No? No, I'm not uh, professionally running. I'm not a part of a track club anymore. I talk to track coaches. I'm still friends with them. I'll still meet them at the track meets. Um, I'll still go to the practice parks uh, that are local for me. I still want to be in that environment. But for myself, personally... No, there's still that structure. It hasn't changed. And I'm okay to just, you know, do my Nike run, you know, on my own free time. And um, being able to just isolate my own mindset and not have, you know, just some formal system surrounding it. No. Um, fitness to me no longer can, needs, can be in a box. I just can't. Well, and that was what I was going to ask you. Now that you've seen and transitioned out of more of like organized sports mm-hmm. into, you know, fitness and more coaching and mentoring and things like that, how are you seeing, you know, the shift? Are you still ex- seeing that level of racism in your life and with your clients um, mm-hmm. while being a part of this industry? In regards to seeing it with my clients, I mean, I've. I have not personally observed, you know, that they, anything that they've mentioned to me, but I can tell you that, um, like I've worked at gyms. I have uh, been ambassadors for, um, you know, clothing brands. And there's a really a, such a huge like category or a, a, a huge structure that's set up where a lot of black people we don't um we're not getting the acknowledgement that we should like there's so many black influencers uh, you would really have to dig deep to find them um they you know have so much um influence on our community uh, from the clothing brands you know we have such an opportunity to build our own market but we're led by these companies that aren't necessarily looking for us a lot of the influencers that i follow a lot of the athletes that i um that i 
love, like Serena Williams, for example, these people, these people have to build their own brand because they're not being accepted for who they are. Um, Serena Williams has gone through some of the most horrific racism that there is, um, that publicly we see, we witness it all the time. Um, how she has held her head high. And I honestly, I can say that she is a strong woman. Mm -hmm. She really is. She has walked into matches. And from the moment she has stepped foot, there has been racial slurs. Her family has, you know, been a part of situations um, that I would never wish upon anybody. And at the end of the day, she is a performing athlete but yet she's still being treated so unfairly. Um, it is sad. It's something that needs to change. Mm -hmm. And I want to see change in my generation, you know, and that's mainly one of the reasons why I came on to speak to you guys today, because it's not anything that I want to accept anymore. Um, we're not to be looked at as, you know, a dollar figure, you know, a lot of brands over the years have really suffered consequences uh, based on their their advertisements. You know, not using black models uh, if they choose to use them. Um, you know, there's very particular uh, particular look that they have uh, that they are seeking after. They they're not they're not being fair to us, and I can tell you. The fitness, the industry as a whole, is supposed to encourage people. Um, the entire definition is to uh, be empathetic, um, offer support, um, you know, be there to celebrate, celebrate um, successes, small goals, big goals, be able to help. And it's interesting that that is actually not the brand that a lot of fitness companies maintain. They have shifted away from that core purpose. They really have. And what do you think, um, in order to have the industry shift to being more inclusive, what can we do as an industry as a whole in order to provide a bit more inclusivity? Or not even a bit more, but much more than needed. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I have thought about this word inclusive for some time because, you know, over the last, so many new words have been introduced to all of us that people are just using. And I think it's so important to even define the word inclusive, right? Um, you know, it means not to exclude any section of society or anybody involved in something. It, it's not to exclude anyone. And, in regards to, I mean, what's happening right now, uh, private gyms, big box gyms, uh, personal trainers, even health food stores, um, you know, that market to athletes and to um, anyone that has an interest in their health, which I think right now the whole world has finally caught on to recognize that um, health is wealth. And yes, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> right? It's the community as a whole has finally come together. I mean, um, I have met some of my neighbors that I haven't met over the last two years since I uh, moved in here. Um, 
I was working out on my driveway and my neighbor just came over. She's like, what is your name? I'm like, it's Melissa. <laughs> and you know, she's like, are you, are you going to work out tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, I'll be here. I mean, I live here, but if you want to come over, I got an extra skipping rope. Like it builds community. And mm-hmm. that's the expectation for the fitness industry to continue building, to continue to be a part of these conversations, to continue to uh, be able to adapt. Don't have any shortcuts. Don't do what everybody else does. Uh, be different. Um, you know, thrive to to really create, um, you know, a genuine approach. Don't have, um, don't mislead us. Don't mislead us. Mm-hmm. You know, I've worked out at the gym and countless times I've looked up and just, you know, kind of observed um, that there was nobody in any of these pictures that looked like me on the stickers on the machines or, um, you know, in some of the brochures, like there, there is nobody that looks like me. So, you know, for some people and for many, that's the reason why they don't go to the gym. They don't feel confident. They don't recognize that they can be accepted. And, you know, that's a big gap that is missing. It's a big, big gap. And it's time to fill in the gap, recognize your wrongs. And that's, that's going to build bridges. It's going to build bridges. And especially when, you know, I work out with um, my friends, I, I personally have a passion for working out with women. I love working out with women. And we feel you. Exactly. <laughs> We're like, you know how that feels. <laughs> and I, I've become such an active listener. You know, when I was uh, at work in the corporate, op- in a corporate office, um, you know, it just begins small. It just begins with, oh, what are you eating for lunch? You know, and then it leads to, oh, you know, your dress looks so nice on you. Oh, I don't really like how my outfit fits on me. And you just begin to um, build these connections with women that are just so authentic. And it's easy to really um, just encourage each other. And if I can do it, you can do it. We all slip up. We all come back from Christmas break and we're like, what did I do? Um, what did I do? I ate everything. And, you know, just like the fitness industry, it's, it's okay to restart. It's okay to reset. It's okay to gain a new vision like, and just go full speed ahead. Why keep it the same? Uh, it's not working. It's not working. And we're seeing that today in the protests in the conversations that are happening, that um, it hasn't worked. And there's no way you can avoid it. Um, There's no way you're going to avoid it. Um, It's important that companies, businesses really include us. Have Black women, Black men sitting at your tables, be able to include us in the conversation, be able to um, receive and be receptive to receiving our feedback. Uh, be able to help, have us help. You can't do it on your own. It's not working. And, you know, together, you know, it can, we can really move 
past this dark cloud, um, in, in my opinion. We, we really can. We, we need to sit together to have that conversation and to really establish that there needs to be new, you know, implemented changes, things that are going to remain permanent. Well, and that's one thing I have, I, I'd love for you to expand on, because as you know, you're a part of our academy, like we're more of that grassroots approach, right? We certify women as fitness and nutrition coaches and as health coaches, and most of them are starting their own businesses, and they're not working for the big box gyms, which already have all of the structure in place. So, you know, as they're building out their fitness businesses and their classes and their marketing messages, like what would you recommend that they do to make sure that from the get-go that they are being more um, inclusive and just, you know, keeping that conversation open and having that in their business from the jump, as opposed to, you know, learning this after they've been doing it for a long period of time or being oblivious and not even knowing that they're, that they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm going to, uh, not to get too heavy, but I'm not, I'm going to tell you what they should not be doing. Yeah, no, I don't know if it was a week week ago or a few days ago. I don't recall because I'm really trying hard not to uh, dwell in some of the the news uh, that's being fed. But there was a gym in the States that created a workout that was titled I Cannot Breathe. I saw that. I did. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I was so outraged when I saw it and disgusted by it. Like, that is not what you do. Yeah. And just thinking about it, like, it really does turn, turn my stomach. They created this workout and their intention or what their response was is that, you know, the the workout was so intense. The circuit that they created was so intense that uh, no one could get through it and... It was so hard that we, uh, a person would be able to feel what George Floyd felt. Absolutely unacceptable. That's horrible. That's like horrific. That is not what you do at all. At a time where um, I guess many people are excited to hear when the reopening is happening of many gyms and going back and, you know, it, it just like puts a whole break on things. Like, what are you doing? There's no way I would walk in your gym or any gyms as a whole, because, you know, a lot of people don't see a, a gym as like a franchise or, you know, they, they all have their own. No, I would just assume all the gyms have this, this um, program going on titled what? There is no way. Like, I'm not going back. First day they open, I'm just calling to cancel period. And, you know, it's so exciting to see a lot of uh, group fitness uh, private instructors creating their own businesses during this time and just creating the brand that they want to represent, creating, you know, an opportunity for a safe space mm-hmm. for somebody. Uh, because again, uh, like I said before, it's not about just looking good. It's about feeling good. And if you really don't feel good as to what's happening in your life, uh, in the lives of your friends, in, of your black friends, um, you don't feel confident with what's happening um, fairly for many of the people that you that you know and that you love. You're you're not going to be able to 
I really identify and be able to um, kind of be clear that, you know, you empathize with them because there's so much differences that you guys have. I mean, this uh, question around what else can the health industry do, you need, you need to do something. You need to do something. Um, it's not about talking. It's about doing. So, you know, for, for you guys, like, if I can ask, like, uh, I know Laura mentioned, what, what kind of things, like, would, are you guys thinking about, like, to uh, implement? Like, would it be, like, not just marketing, like, pictures or things like that, but what kind of resources or uh, a structure in the course material that you guys would be considering uh, because that's really what I would want to see when, when I um, I'll be uh, quite transparent when I was choosing uh, what academy what course am I going to take because there's so many like just wishy-washy ones out there my gosh you can, <laughs> you, you can get something in two days ladies with you know, oh yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like out of a coat jacket, just some guy in the subway. You can just get, you know, it's crazy. And I had to. I was messaging some ladies that I found, like on your fitness page. Mm-hmm. And I will be honest, I I went to the first black girl that I can find. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, can I talk to you for a second? We're, we're actually still friends today. Okay. And, um, but I went to her mm-hmm. and if I didn't find her, if I didn't find anybody that I could, um, have that, uh, that I, I just felt comfortable immediately to reach out to, I don't know if I would have officially like signed up. I would have absolutely, um, you know, just been so sad that I delayed, like, you know, this journey that I'm on, my uh, driven purpose to just continue to strive and build, um, you know, a better community for the women around me. But that is what I'm talking about in regards to like missing gaps that we're just not seeing it enough. Um, or even if you have the capacity, like it's just not being shared, it's not being shown and it's nothing to um, hide. It's nothing that's, uh, there's nothing there's nothing to push aside like it, it needs to be shown much more so like I'm really interested to to know like what you guys have been thinking about um, during this time in regards to like a sh- you know a change um, mm-hmm. you know with the chicks yeah like I mean, I'll jump in first. Yeah. So don't overtalk each other. <laughs> I know. I was waiting because I, <laughs> I don't want to overtalk you. Yeah. We've been having conversations too because, you know, our kind of always positioning has been women first, right? So all ages, shapes, yeah. sizes, races, creating a different face of a health coach that's more inclusive because obviously we've seen it in this industry for years and years and years. There's always been this one type of woman that's displayed. Usually she's wearing a crop top and she has a six pack and all the things that are very, you know, it's not real and it's not what real life is. And it also excludes so many people and keeps people back from living their truth and pursuing their dreams and helping this world become a healthier place. So um, we've been talking about this in that context, but never specifically to do with, honestly to do with racism until now um and we've been talking about a few different things so we do have our academy courses of course where we 
certify women. So we're looking at um, meeting with a diversity expert to create some materials that we could include a, a module or a portion, uh, like a masterclass kind of training on that and different resources um, for women too, as like from that grassroots approach is when they're first starting out their businesses to bring this to top of mind. So it's not just like a thing that is not even really thought about. Cause I think that that's what happens a lot in our industry is people, um, they just, yeah. they don't even see it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's not it's even that there's a, yeah, it's not even that there's a purpose that like they're purposefully not doing it. It's just, they literally, it's not even in their awareness. So we want to bring that awareness. The other thing we did too, is we were looking at, cause we always have on our podcast, we have a lot of different guests and we've had guests again from all different races, backgrounds, but we're making a conscious commitment to, really seek out and showcase more, you know, black experts in fitness and nutrition, um, as well as experts of all different races. Like in our academy, we have a lot of women who are from all different backgrounds and, you know, different religions, some wear hijabs, some, you know, are teaching women's only fitness classes to very, very specific ethnicities and communities. So just showcasing all different ethnicities on a whole and really being conscious about, because that was another thing too, as we're looking, we're like, whoa, we have so many amazing women. We're like, okay, we do have probably 70% of the women are here are white. And so that's definitely something that we want to showcase, like all of the experts. And that can change, um, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, marketing has a lot to do with it. That really, it can change. I'm telling you, because I, I found as a consumer, when I was looking, that I can have quickly turn left or right, depending on just those, just those factors. And, you know, it actually um, was one of the students based on the lengthy conversation she, you know, engaged and spoke to me, um, you know, that really, you know, tied me into follow through on the course. But overall, that's what we're trying to, to, to say is that, this doesn't just help us. It helps everybody. 100%. You know, the diversity expert that you mentioned, is it it a black? Yes. Is it a black um, woman or man? I don't know. it will be a woman. It'll be it'll be a oh, black oh, woman. Oh, okay. Oh, it's yeah. strictly women. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Well, because and that's another thing too. I mean, obviously, our our industry and the, the place where we feel we can make the most impact. And of course, we want to have diversity across all genders as well. But you know, also women of color are even more underserved than almost anyone. So that's another spot where we feel we can you know, really move things forward and start giving more of a voice and and just showcasing the expertise that is there that's not getting the fair attention that it should be getting. That could help more people, so many more people. Yeah, because I think that the story, our story has been said so many times and we're not coming from a place or, you know, uh, black uh, women, black men, we're not coming from a place to say our story again and again and again. We're not here to to beg. We're not here to, um, you know, just fall to our knees and just, you know, uh, cry out. But we're here to say very vocally that um, we're watching 
And we are being so mindful. Over the last few weeks, I have totally changed some stores that I shopped at. I have put it out of mind, out of sight. I have strategically, you know, made purchases in a whole new manner. I've engaged in a whole new community of my own that really can uphold, you know, my lifestyle. And that's the movement that's happening right now that we're watching so mindfully, the black community that we're almost not fearful at all of turning back and losing anything because we've, we, we have such um, value and we know this and we understand that, you know, we're, we're going to be okay regardless, but we are speaking, you know, to our white counterparts. We're speaking to you guys to, to be able to say that you need to help. Uh, you need to uh, be able to hire us. You're thinking of hiring, you know, somebody to come into your company to establish, you know, their, um, you know, their knowledge. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know, there are so many people I, you know, definitely, you know, the situation in the States is much different in regards to like jobs, but there are still so many qualified candidates here in Canada that have so many resources and tools to be able to help any company. And it's been amazing to just um, have so many conversations. Laura, you mentioned it earlier, like it's like every night, it's just a conversation that's happening over the fence to my, to my neighbor. Um, I feel more inclined to talk to anyone. You never know who they are, where they work, what they do. And uh, the black community is doing that much more. Um, even though we're still wearing the mask, everybody. Um, <laughs> I'm actually looking at people in the eye now in the grocery store. And I'm like, you know, trying to get that little contact and be like, hi. No, how are you? And, you know, when, he, when you walk outside and you see them walk up to, you know, their car and it's like a realtor sticker, I'm like, oh, well, I, I, let me just let me just tag behind you for a little bit and say, can I speak to you for a moment? Because, you know, you have, I see the value in you. Yes, you're black. And I see you much more brighter than I did before. And we are shifting this way. So we're, you know, we're reaching out to the white community and we're saying, speak up, start diving in because you guys will almost get left behind. That is what, you know, that, that's what I really feel like that, that is the drive that I have about like seeing change during my time for the generations to come that, you know, I'm going to be able to have two, three businesses that are owned by me. And, you know, all the people that I use to do my taxes, to do, um, you know, my accounting, that they're black. Like you, I just, I'm so encouraged, but we know at the end of the day, especially my full-time job is, you know, in banking that there's still that structure. There's still that framework around things like loans, um, creating a business. There are still white counterparts. There's still, you know, um, these conversations that need to happen because I need 
at you guys and you know your uh, you know people that are are on your side of the fence to be able to see me being full of value and what I can offer the community and that you know we are at the end of our rope I've never seen I've never thought that there would be a time like this I don't think anybody has and I know that um, you may not always know what to say but say something there's nothing to fear we have nothing to lose either um, and you know it, it's it's been a wonderful time to just see the strength in many people and you guys are feeling and um, definitely, you know, feeling that surge that, you know, you have the strength to adapt and be flexible and, and, and you can get over this and you can enter into, you know, this new, this new economy, which really is what is happening. It's a new economy that's being created. Um, and, we want it to be long-term, so it's definitely not just putting your foot in the water, but mm-hmm. grounding it, right? And that's so- why I thought you... Oh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, that's why I, I actually love how you just said earlier about you've been shopping differently. You've been voting, essentially, you know, yep. voting with your dollars, because that's one thing I think that a lot of people don't realize is, you know, when every time you purchase something, you're supporting something or you're against it, right? And Mm -hmm. the way, unfortunately, our whole world works is a lot around money. So Mm. we'll see very quickly who are the people who are standing up if people start knowing who they're purchasing from. And I think a lot of companies have been keeping things hidden for a really long time. Um, So I just love how you brought that up because I think that if we all become a little bit more aware to what businesses are doing, is that someone we want to continue to work with or purchase from or um, support their messaging and the way they run their companies? Yeah. It's one of the main reasons I I reached out to you. I shared it with Amanda that, you know, I felt like, listen, at the end of the day, uh, the things that are most important to me, I need to examine them. You know, my course, my, um, you know, my confidence coming from, you know, this program, I need to make sure that the people behind it are, I I need to know where they're going. I need to know what their vision is because if I don't, uh, where, where am I being led? Like, you know, where am I being led? hundred percent. Um, so I challenge anybody, you know, listening, you know, that's hearing this social media has made it so easy to send an email, send a letter, let, let the institutions and companies that you work for know that um, you're watching and you are going to tell them clearly that, you know, what they're doing is not right or that they simply uh, need to recognize that they need to make a change, that the time is now and you're not going to back down. You're not going to stay quiet in order for you to, you know, be what we call in banking, like to be retained, <laughs> um, you know, you, you need to, you need to hear me and I, and I need to see the change. I need to see it because if I don't, I mean, what, what exactly, what, what, what is the, what is the promise that you're keeping? Mm-hmm. What is the promise? What's the, what's the illusion? Right. I think that's uh, a lot of what's happening right now. There's an illusion that the health and fitness industry is there for you. It's, it cares about your needs, cares about your wellness. It's not happening. A lot of people 
are begging brands, show my face. I want to be on the cover. I want to be, you know, when I think back to being young, you know, like Cool Runnings, like think about these movies that, you know, are so popular. It's hilarious. Um, you know, look at the racism that is present. You know, why can't black, why can't there be a black bobsled team from Jamaica? You know, 100%. that movie was, especially during that era, it was like prime time. It's like prime time, the amount of reruns that it's captured over the years, <laughs> even that I can tell you I've watched. You know, that's not a movie today that I would want to see. That's mm-hmm. not a movie that I would watch with the same um, numb feeling of just acting like it's not, you know, that it's not um, um, present, what's exactly happening here. Um, it's not okay. Um, laughing in our faces, uh, not having anybody in the background, at the desk, in the big rooms, speaking for us and speaking like me and for me, it's not going to work. Uh, it's not going to work. And a lot of companies are going to kind of uh, feel that uh, shift. They're going to see a change in their consumer uh, demographics. They're, they're definitely going to see a change. Um, and I hope that they all jump on board. So I, I'm glad to hear that you guys are looking into making change and you know, still pursuing what other options would be available for uh, the future for the uh, for the new um, you know candidates coming in uh, that are wanting to fit in, right? I I really yeah I really really am passionate. I cannot wait to um, you know have my little nieces and nephews you know go out for jogs and runs with me and um, and feel. Included. I stopped running for about two weeks after the incident with Ahmad. Um, you know, this is the this is the culture that I'm talking about. I almost shut down something that I love because of what is happening. It really, um, it really is not okay. It doesn't matter where we live. It it's not okay. No. I uh, live in a community that is uh, very much mixed um what i do find is that um many of my white neighbors they don't talk to me so to have one speak to me the other day it, i was wondering what was going on you know and that's very sad uh, it's very sad they don't talk to me they don't say hi i don't get eye contact uh, if they knew me or, you know, gave me an opportunity to talk, they would see that I'm probably nicer than their own kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and you never know what relationship we could have and how we could blend and mix. Uh, let's not uh, allow the media to feed you. Um, Examine your own heart, examine your heart, you know, be an ambassador for yourself, uh, be your own influence and, 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 and be a team player, right? Oh, everything's always circle around fitness, be a team player. Um, I, yeah, I, everything's always going back to, to fitness uh, every time, every time. Nope. 
I know that you touched on this a little bit because you were talking about like corporations and how they, you know, how some of them are making changes and some are maybe not seeing the light or having the conversation just yet. But what do you think, like, cause I know you and I talked about this and we were talking about how right now there's a lot of conversations happening and it's such a good thing. These conversations are happening on a daily basis in every household, I would think. Now, how can this, how can we make sure though that long-term this continues and that it's not just something that is happening short term in the immediate moment that this can actually be something because in order for something to completely change, which it needs to be, we need to have a long-term strategy or plan to be able to move forward. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think for this one, I already know what, you know, what I said before, like what, our worth is that the black community has always been, ex- we've been excluded. We've been uh, made to feel like we don't fit in, either be from the way we wear our hair. I mean, I, I remember being told um, when I was running, oh, you know, her braids are too long. She, she can't run, you know, with her braids being that long. Um, you know, I, I went to visit one of my, um, in a past relationship, I went to go visit him in Nova Scotia and I went to the local Tim Hortons and the, from the moment I walked in, I, I had to wonder, like, am I in the wrong, am I in the wrong place? Why is everybody looking at me? Like, is something, is something wrong with me other than my skin color? I am out here in Nova Scotia where, you know, the entire basketball team is black. They're number one. And again, you're cheering for them in the field, but us out here, we're always made to feel different. It's not okay. The coach benefits when they, you know, when they put the the ads in the newspaper. It's a coach's picture, the white coach's picture that's on the page, and you know the players are just scattered in the back. Like these are things I've been seeing all my life, and long term, like you guys are the ones telling us like what the change will be because nothing has worked. You guys are telling us today you're going to start hiring us. You're going to start hiring the black community. You're going to start to get our input. You've recognized that, you know, there's a gap already, you know, in fit chicks that, you know, uh, it was being branded or marketed to primarily, um, or the, or the, the incoming, you know, um, students have, have been primarily white females and you want to start seeing a change. You want to start seeing the diversity. Uh, you want to start acknowledging that, you know, you can market to us as well. You're the one telling us what the change will be. And that's what we want to hear. We, we want to begin hearing that. We want to begin uh, being excited about the new change. We want to start seeing the shift more. And uh, like I keep saying, we're watching. So we are not, we're not doing anything we're sitting back the change is something that i'm waiting to see because we've always um been fair with being you know we've always been quiet i would say we've always been quiet about how we've been treated and we've um, held a burden for some time and now that we understand it's there's not a necessity to do that anymore. We're just waiting 
to hear what you know the the prime the white community has to say that really is you know what I've been even discussing with a lot of my uh, friends, you know, even some that were not even in into fitness. Now they are. And, um, it just comes so natural. Like you're in your friends telling you every day, I'm just going to work out. Look at my backyard. Like now, Mel, can you send me a little workout? Yeah, I can film something for you and I'll send it to you. So you start to get into these conversations with like my community. Most of my friends are black women in so many different fields, um, from church, to banking, to social work. Uh, these are women that drive the economy. These are women that are grounded in the community already. And we are waiting to see this change. Uh, we are. We are. And I, and I know it's coming. And I'm encouraged. I, I would love to even uh, continue you know, to talk with you both. Um, moving forward about uh, what you're doing. I would love to keep... Uh, in the know. Um, I'll definitely be keeping in the know. <laughs> yeah. We'll um, stay in touch, of course. Right? <laughs> um, but examine your heart. Examine your heart and make sure it's always coming from an authentic place. Um, mm-hmm. Always, always, always. Always. Agreed. Yeah. Always. So I guess, too, and I've, I'm... For me, this is a really great conversation to really open because I think a lot of times people are looking for the answer and I love how, you know, a lot, it's true. It's, you know, having that time of even just introspection and sitting with whatever that is for you, whether it be religion or whether it be, you know, and like you said, like make sure it's coming from that place where it feels good to you as well. Um, So... I think this has been really great for a lot of people to, even for you sharing this for whoever's listening to us, we have listeners too from Canada and from the U.S. as well. Um, So for anyone who is our U.S. friends too, thank you guys. Yeah. (laughs) I know, but I know that a lot of... Stay 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 safe out there. And I know, but I I know that... they may want to get in contact with you to hear more or to contact you directly as a mentor or a leader in this industry. Um, of course, too, for our Canadian friends as well. Where are you based? You're in, are you in Toronto? I'm in Ontario. Yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, I live in the West. I live yeah. in the West. We're like um, neighbors. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't I know exactly you. where you live. Don't, don't get me wrong. I just, no. I know, I know kind no. of, I haven't actually driven my car in like maybe seven, seven or eight days. So you won't even see me. You won't even see me outside. I've been in the backyard. That's my new spot. It's my new hangout. Um, <laughs> yeah. Soon I'll be inviting all my neighbors. You're up to 10, right? It's 10 now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're going to be doing backyard workouts. Yeah. This is your but space. This is your space. <laughs> but if people did want to reach out or, or connect with you, um, is there a way they can get in touch with you? Like social please. media? Please. Please. I am highly engaged on my social media. Um, you know, it's not just about this life we're living is not just for ourselves. It's for others. So for sure. I'm active on there in regards to sharing my workouts, uh, my food, um, tips and hints. And you can just jump on my Instagram, which is fit dot with 
dot purpose one. So F I T dot W I T H dot P U R P O S E one. Uh, jump in my DMs. My page is open. It's not private. Why would it be? Um, you can also check out 100 Strong Sexy. I highly recommend to all the females. Um, I am a mentor with Julie Black. Uh, this is a woman empowerment group. Uh, this is an opportunity to really engage and mm-hmm. share knowledge. Um, you know, we uh, really connect in so many different levels, you know, from our prayer calls to our group fitness sessions right now. You know, my new thing during COVID, um, I'm doing stepping. I ordered my step and I can tell you. <laughs> I love stepping. It's hard. It is hard. Laura, you need to jump on my page. I, I am. To practice on Wednesday, we've been doing routines and it's not easy, but I can tell you my legs okay they're yeah they're loving (laughs) um so it's it's really a group that will give you a genuine home to be at um we would love new members uh we actively have incoming registrations uh 100 strong and sexy on instagram Uh, feel free to dm me as a mentor for 100 strong um I can answer any questions that you may have. Uh, we'll be starting a new cycle. Uh, so we do 100 days as a cycle. We'll be starting a new cycle the beginning of July. We look forward to new registrations. And it's a way that I've really grown spiritually, uh, physically. I've really been able to challenge myself. And in a time like this, we all need to stretch um, you know, the capacity that we have, uh, envision new goals, set you know, have a new mindset behind who we are. And as women, my passion is that we all love ourselves authentically. Um, it's the main, um, it's a main vision that I have for my business that I am growing. So you have to stay tuned to my Instagram to see, um, you know, when that launches uh, with these ladies of encouragement. Yes. Um, but you can feel free to reach out to me anytime. I would love to chat. Uh, we're in it together and you know this is just the beginning Uh, this is just the beginning Melissa thank you so much honestly we are just so grateful that you took the time and just came on shared your knowledge with us shared your insights and your story and also just you know um, what you're doing with the mentorship program is amazing as well so for anyone who is listening as well um, we will have at fitchicksacademy.com on the blog under um, the blog there'll also be Melissa's contact details there so if you miss it here just make sure you check it out there as well so you can link through and connect with her directly thank you so much and for everyone listening today thank you so much for everything um, for listening and we will see you again next week okay bye bye thanks for listening to the fit chicks chat podcast want more healthy love visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources free workouts recipes tips and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out thank you for joining us this week and remember if you are ready to create the life health and career you love Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.